Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Digging Deeper. It's a chance for us to explore a little more deeply what the sermon talked about on Sunday. That striking of a match and the lighting of a candle, uh, the stark reality of from blackness, utter blackness, to light, uh, represents for us just the simplicity of that metaphor, Jesus saying, I am the light. And so you could ask yourself, what does light, that's the first question for uh, small groups this week, what does light bring into our world? How is light used today? What are the, some of the things that we benefit from because of light? I remember once when um, Caroline and I were deep down in the caverns uh, in Kentucky, we went to Mammoth Caves, and they take you to one point in the caves where there is absolutely no light coming in from the outside. And they get you to stand on this big flat plateau, and they shut off every single flashlight or um, whatever. It could be some reflective thing, on, you know, how your watch sometimes glows. Anyway, everything is shut off. And there's a point there when we're left in the darkness where the darkness is almost palpable. You can almost feel, you could almost feel like you could reach out and touch darkness. It's so heavy. And that kind of darkness contrasted with a well-illuminated world is the kind of metaphor Jesus picks up when he talks about his entry into our lives and into this world. I want to talk for a minute uh, about John chapter 12. The passage I want to talk to um, is where Jesus in John chapter 12 is referring to his upcoming death. And these passage, this passage just really uh, brings together two things, the cross and walking as children of light. So this is John chapter 12, um, verses um, 30 and on to third, the end of 36. So a voice from heaven has just spoken, and it, the voice actually says, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. Jesus says about them, That voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from this earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Jesus said this, it says, to indicate the kind of death he was going to die. Now the crowd responds, understanding he's talking about his death, and he says, We understand from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say that the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? And Jesus goes on to say this, My light will shine for you just a little while longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will, have, will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there's still time, and then you will become children of light. So a couple of things I want to say from that passage. Um, first of all, in the Gospel of John, if you read each of the four Gospels, the Gospel of John, more than any of the other Gospels, makes the point that Jesus' death on the cross, when he's lifted up, is actually an enthronement moment. That's the point where Jesus takes his rightful place on the throne. Just think about that for a minute. What a powerful image that is. That he said he'd come as a king and he'd die for us. Well, the moment of his greatest glory is his mo the moment of his greatest suffering. He takes his place upon the throne in, in, in crucifixion. And what do we see written above Jesus upon his death in three different languages, Latin, Greek, and Aramaic, which was a dialect for a form of Hebrew. You see, king of the Jews. So that moment of deep suffering, that moment of shame, actually becomes the moment upon which history is going to pivot as Jesus takes his place upon his throne. I find that a powerful thought. I don't know about you, but 
here's, here's Jesus saying, I'm light of the world, and he's revealing something, even in his death to us, that we perhaps would never have in our darkened minds understood. He goes on, though, to talk about what it means to walk in the light. So the one thing um, I, I wanted to, to say uh, about all of this was walking in the light for us it was sort of the focus of Terry's sermon. You, you'll notice with Terry now that he really tries to draw out deep theological truths, but then he always tries to leave us with something that will benefit us in our everyday lives. I want to talk just a little bit about what it means to walk as children of light. In his sermon, Terry named one way that we can walk, and that was through the practice of prayer. He made the point that if we want to get better at something, like athletes sometimes need to get better at something, they train. He gave the example of a marathon. If somebody wants to train for a marathon, they don't just get up and run a marathon, but they take the time over weeks, even months, to train so that they can do something in the future that they couldn't do by direct effort alone at the beginning. The spiritual life is like that. Right now we may want to do things, but direct effort alone won't enable us to do those things. Instead, we have to practice. And the spiritual practices are the way that we practice so that in time we're shaped more into the image of Jesus and we can begin to do and say things that we could never have done on our own right now. Now let me just look at this passage one more time with you about light. Jesus says that he's only going to be there a little longer. And he says, walk in the light while you can. What do you think that means? Walk in the light while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. It probably means that as long as I'm with you, walk with me. And then you'll have the habitual practice over time of being able to walk in the light even when I'm taken from you. Those who walk in the darkness can't see where they're going. Put your trust in the light, he says, while there is still time, then you will become children of light. So what does it mean, first of all, to put our trust in the light? Trusting in the light means trusting in Jesus. He said, I am the light. In fact, farther on down in um, John chapter 12, Jesus talks about what it means to trust in him. He says, if you trust in me, you are trusting not only me, but the God who sent me. For when you see me, you're seeing the one who sent me. I've come as a light to shine in this dark world so you can, so all you who put their trust in me will no longer uh, walk in the dark or remain in the dark. So, I mean, first of all, this is a call to us to put our trust in Jesus. Now, if you haven't yet come to believe in Jesus as the light of the world, trust him as your guide for this world. Trust uh, and, and um, receive him as your Lord and Savior. That's where it all begins, and that's what Terry mentioned on Sunday. But there's something big that goes beyond that because you develop beyond that early moment of trust. And Walking as children in the light requires practice. So, just to, for today, what I'm going to do is suggest that you think about a couple of other ways of practicing this other than prayers of sanctification, which Terry is going to give you. So, one of the ways that I've been exploring this personally is through solitude. Now, solitude isn't um, just silence. Solitude uh, is silence when you're alone. You see the difference. I could be in a crowd and experience, if everybody was quiet, uh, silence. But if I was part of a crowd, that wouldn't be solitude. That would be me being part of a large crowd. So one of the things I've tried to do is get out by my own, on my own, and I just, in silence, just try to um, appreciate uh, 
a couple of things. The first thing I do is appreciate the world in which God has given us and put us. I just absolutely love nature. I love taking pictures, as you know, but that solitude for me, uh, there's something really rich about just allowing God to press into me. I don't have any special things I necessarily say, except I will dialogue with God privately. Sometimes I'll do it audibly, sometimes I'll just do it in my mind. But that, I find, has been helpful for me um, as I'm trying to walk as children, as a child of light, or walk in the light. And I don't know what it is about that, but I'll tell you one example of how it's changed me. I can find myself agitated by all kinds of things. I can be stressed, I can be overwhelmed by circumstances, I could be angry about something. But if I go for a walk and I spend time in solitude with God, I find it dissolves away some of those things that were eating at me and allows me to be more receptive to people, less critical of others, more patient with the people around me. And that's the sense I get with the spiritual practices, that they allow you over time to become more like Jesus. That you, Not that you, you ever arrive, but you slowly can become more like him so that you can walk in the light more. The other example is um, that I wanted to share was of silence. And silence, of course, is just being in the presence of no sound, well, maybe no created sound. It's not sound you create, because try to find a, a place in this world where there is no sound. Uh, I think somebody made a comment about that. They, they said that in order to find silence today, because of all of the different um, cities, all of the different um, uh, means of transportation, airplanes, whatever, it's really hard to find any place where you can just sit in silence. But like solitude, for me, silence just allows me to close my mouth. That's it. And I just sit expect expectantly and allow God, if he would like to speak to me, or allow God to be present with me. Nothing particularly strange about that. Those two practices have helped me probably. I, I mentioned the three that were commonly exposed to prayer, Bible reading, and service. Silence and solitude have probably been two of the most helpful things for me as I'm trying to walk in the light and be a child of light. So I think the point I'm trying to make here from uh, John 12 is there comes a point where Jesus is enthroned on, on the cross and he's lifted up. And just think about that. The light of the world, the king of the world, is lifted up, and we're invited to trust him. He, we're invited to trust him as the light of the world, and by trusting him, he reveals the one who sent him, and we can begin a relationship with him. The second part is, we can then continue to walk in the light. And what does that mean? Essentially, it means allowing ourselves to yield to some of the things that God wants to teach us, so that over time, we can become more the kinds of people that God wants us to be. I hope that's helpful. I'm going to leave it for there. At there for now, there'll be some questions that follow. Let me take a moment now and pray for your groups. Father, we want to know more about what it means to walk in the light. And I tried to be really specific here, Father, with everyone by suggesting a couple of practices that help us to become more like your son and walk in the light. Father, help us to realize that this is going to take time for all of us. Help us to realize, though, that over time, with you present and us yielding to you, that we come, that can become more like you. Father, we do pray that this will be a week that we pray sanctifying prayers for ourselves and for the church and for the church around the world. And Father, help us as a small group 
have a fruitful conversation and, and try to reflect on what all of this means for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy your study.